This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink About It. Welcome to Let's Drink About It, the show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail pairing to go with it. I'm your lovely and talented host, Benjamin R. Harrison. <laughs> uh, I'm the other one, Chris Bowman. <laughs> and our lovely and talented guest is uh, Matthew Latkowitz. Uh, not Ladkowitz, but Latkowitz. Yeah, Latkowitz. you had uh, uh, Julia last week. Uh, right. Yeah, two weeks ago. Two weeks oh, ago two weeks to the ago. people listening. But yes, uh, strangely similar last name. It was it actually, I'm not even joking, it actually uh, freaked me out when I heard it. Like, when I heard her say it, I was like, that's impossible. I have a relative, you know, like I have a sister. I wasn't sure that I like, rushed lost. to figure out how she spelled it. She yeah. spells it differently, but we say it very similarly. Well, you know, a lot of shit happened at Ellis Island and, uh, you know. I, it's true. It's true. D's became T's. Yeah. <laughs> H's became silent. H's <laughs> became silent. And uh, yeah, and Eastern Europeans, <laughs> their names became like a, a Chapman. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, there's some story about like a Swedish family that decided to change their last name to Chin because it was the one that seemed to be in most abundance in the phone book that they checked. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, my name is my name is uh, Marguerite Shin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, Matthew, before we get into your book, which I'm very excited about, I wanted to uh, plug up a new podcast from Food Fifty Two that's like a couple of weeks old now um, that I think is really awesome. It's called the Burnt Toast Podcast. <laughs> I've, I've been listening and really enjoying it, and I think our listeners would really enjoy it. So uh, check out your your podcatcher for burnt toast. Um, I think it's a nice a nice companion piece to this show. Brought um, to you by what, Food Fifty Two. Uh, yeah, yeah what what is burnt, uh, burnt toast? I mean, I don't know. Maybe 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 you don't want to get into it too much. Well, but. Food Fifty Two is like a uh, like a recipe website. They have great cocktail recipes there, by the way. Um, and we have stolen a few of them for the, <laughs> for this show liberated uh, liberated but this is a show with the ladies that started that site and i guess guests uh talking about uh the stuff that they don't put up on the website so like a recent episode was about weird other shit you can put on a peanut butter sandwich and they were eating kimchi and peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> Interesting. otherwise like like recipes uh for people who are high <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, peanut butter sandwich recipes for when you are stoned super, super baked um yeah but it was it was a it's a it's a good show so i'll start i'll start listening uh, i haven't listened yet but uh, i will start listening when they have uh past guest shit food blogger on uh, it's almost guaranteed. Uh, yeah, I he, can't he went wait. From being their their greatest adversary to one of their best friends, uh, <laughs> pretty rapidly. So I'm I'm recording this from my parents' house in Oakland, California today, and the phone is ringing, and I have no idea what to do about that. <laughs> <laughs> I do, think we should put them on the show. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys, when you guys are at your folks' house, do you pick up the phone when it rings? No, never. Because I know that this is not a phone call for me, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to pick it up. Yeah. Right. But yeah. when I'm at my, uh, my fiancé's parents' house and the phone rings, she picks it up because it's her house. <laughs> you know? uh, yep. I used to, but I think I, pr- I probably stopped uh, two houses ago. 
you know my parents yeah. moved a couple of times i just stopped answering oh there you, that's that's probably yeah a, a good mental uh barrier in between right it is weird like after they move and it's no longer your house and you get older all of a sudden their house turns into like a weird like hotel <laughs> lobby you know, <laughs> yeah, like that's yeah, about how yeah. comfortable I am in my parents' new house. Like I don't, yeah. you know, I, I like, I like don't, uh, I, I definitely don't walk around in like a bathrobe. Like I'm like constantly aware, like, cause maybe there's some random person who's yeah. going to be in there. Maybe one of my dad's friends from, uh, from his Toastmasters club yeah, is, exactly. uh, is visiting. Yeah, exactly. uh, joined, my parents have taken up bowling. It's really like it's they've become these like super, they just retired a couple of years ago and they are like getting into it. Oh man. What well, a great, Matthew, what a great sport to take up in your retirement. Bowling. I mean, come on, that's perfect. Totally. Yeah. My dad's got a pretty sweet bowling mustache too. Like a <laughs> oh, mustache. That that is it's beautiful. been looking for a sport for years. <laughs> nice. fine. That mustache is finally found. Yeah, it's <laughs> either bowling or curling. Right in there, like three fingers and fingers and three holes. <laughs> uh, well, Matthew, you are here today not only because you're a delight and a friend of many friends of ours, uh, both. Scott Simpson and Chuck Bryant uh, uh, can can sign off on you being a guest on our show. Uh, <laughs> when they when they speak, uh, we listen. You know. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, but you also have a new book coming out called uh, "You Suck at Drinking: Being a Complete Guide to Drinking for Any and All Situations in Your Life, Including but Not Limited to Office Holiday Parties, Weddings, Breakups, and Other Sad Times, Outdoor Chores Like Deck Building, and While in Public, Legally and Illegally." The original subtitle for that was liter- was double that. <laughs> My publisher has, has had basically a, just a just a, taken a machete. To <laughs> my cleverness. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited about this book because I think it's maybe the most perfect possible companion piece to uh-huh. our podcast. Absolutely true. Since it it's not so much about what specifically you should be drinking. Uh, at any given time, although that is, there are recommendations to that that effect, but um, it is like how to drink at all times and in all places. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's like a field guide in a way. Exactly, and the the idea for it originally, um, it didn't didn't quite um, pan out again because of like. My publisher being like, no, that's too weird. I really, the original, the original uh, uh, design kind of plan for it was for it to resemble the Boy Scout manual from 1914. I definitely uh, caught whiffs of that as I read over the last few days. Yeah. Um, I love those old field guides. That's another thing. Like if you're out, you know, yeah. like in the woods, like here's mm-hmm. how to kill a snake. Right. And, yeah. and also, but here's how to, yeah. uh, here's how to fell a tree. Right. Like it's like, <laughs> if somebody in your party breaks a finger, here's, yeah, here's everything you need to do. <laughs> and I kind of have felt that that drinking needed, I liked the approach of that. Yeah. Because yeah. drinking is one of those things that we all, a lot of people do, not everyone does, but a lot of people do, but it is also something that, people feel sort of weirdly uncomfortable about. Right. And so what happens is, and this happens in drinks writing too. I've been a drinks writer for about 10 years. Yeah. And a lot of drinks writing, what happens is they focus on the drink. Sure. Here's 10 pumpkin flavored (laughs) drinks for fall or whatever, you know? Right. As opposed to like, that's, but that's not why people drink. Generally people drink because it makes parties more fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wanted, let's talk about it. You know, that was my, that was my feeling. I, uh, I appreciate that. I mean, I think that, I was kind of struck in reading this with the fact that if you're raised in France, like the rules of drinking are 
going to be very clear to you from a young age mm-hmm. because it's it's pretty like deep into how they how they conduct themselves as a culture like you know you drink this at dinner and this is a party drink and and all that and 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 you should get comfortable with that we have gotten so mealy mouthed as a society about the fact that <laughs> mealy we, we drink <laughs> that uh you know i think that everybody brings a lot of different expectations to the table yeah and uh hopefully hopefully i'm saying hopefully this book you know gets widely distributed to the extent that we can start building a foundation of culture on it. Because... I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping it's like taught in, in like schools, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like a, it's, it's like, like a, a, it's third, like a sex third semester class, of you know? uh, home economics. <laughs> yeah, is... yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's an introduction to a drinking life. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like the idea of having like a drinking life. It sounds like it can sound like, you know, oh, it's that drinking gets this a uh, bad rap. Sure. Um, and it, cause it, it's bad it's, for you. It gets terrible. It's poison. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and is linked to a disease known as alcoholism. <laughs> exactly. So it's a dangerous substance, but whatever, you're an adult. Like yeah. it's life's tough. And this is a, this is a way, this is a thing that, uh, it really does enhance it and can enhance it. If you kind of loosen up a little bit. Yeah. If you're it's, not a dipshit about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's the art of living dangerously. You know, you just you just drink the right amount of poison. You just you have that fine balance. Right. You got to find that balance, and this There's book helps. A, yeah, well, I think that um, I, I think that our our listeners will certainly enjoy this. I certainly am enjoying it a lot. I think it's 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 a great combination of like jokes and also like you know sin- there's some actually sincere good advice amidst the jokes <laughs> yeah. and, and uh as funny as it is like it's it's clear when something is a goof and something is something something to be followed um i i tried yeah i tried to and that's been again i've written so i've been writing about drinks for i started writing for uh mcsweeney's early on and that was definitely all a joke it was it was our hope was like how can we write a wine menu or I wrote, I used to own a cafe and I wrote a wine menu and I hated wine speak. That was kind of yeah. like my thing um, <laughs> that I, and I was like, ah, oh, I don't want to, you know, do the, I don't, because I, that is nothing. It's not interesting to me that wine tastes like another thing. That's just how right. things work. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Things taste different than other things. Yeah. That's how it is. <laughs> but that's, I'm not going to get nerdy about that. Yeah. But I love wine. I love spirits of beer and everything. So, so I tried to approach like writing about it and avoid all that stuff. So I started a wine column for McSweeney's that was, can you write a wine column and almost never talk about wine? <laughs> that was the goal of that's that. a great challenge. Uh, yeah, and then that led to a thing at, at uh, Grub Street, and 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 it's always been in this in this uh, variety of like, let's not just do total jokes, but try and find something like because there are th- drinking and and is funny enough in a lot yeah. of ways. Like like there's a there's one of my one of my sections in there that I that I enjoy. It's in the subtitle is about drinking in public, right? And because drinking in public is one of those things that there are. It's actually an interesting subject. There are towns where you can drink. Totally, you know, I mean, there's, so there's like something like New Orleans, you right. know, mm-hmm. drink totally. Bozeman, Montana, no, uh, there's no, no limits, whatever. Like you can just, really? yeah, you can drink. That's the first thing anybody's told me about Bozeman. <laughs> and, and let that, it, let that it, made me, that let made it be me the only thing you to ever go, need to want know. Want to go there. <laughs> I know, I totally want to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Yakov Smirnoff Theater is a curiosity, but you know, that's, I'm not. I'm not going on an ironic vacation just to go laugh that's at a, a pricey, washed up comedian. That's a pricey yeah. laugh. Well, uh, yeah. Well, Benjamin, let me let me offer you this. You could go to the Yakov Smirnoff uh, Theater 
hammered. <laughs> does that entice you? It does. There it does. you go. On Smirnoff, no less. There um, you go. Uh, yeah. But you know, but then drink it, but then you, there's the flask and there's like the paper bag. Like there's, so I, I try and approach subjects about drinking that normally don't get talked about in drinks uh, writing. Right. Um, but you're serious. You're serious yeah, about I, it. But you also, it's like a, it, you know, as Ben said, there's like it's a lighthearted side. And I mean, I think that is definitely what's missing. Like you, you mentioned it a moment ago. Like getting nerdy about things. Like that's the problem I have with a lot of like today's culture. Like I definitely appreciate people that are uh, are nerdy about it. But you, I find that it bleeds into people that don't know what they're talking about, and they think that they know what they're talking about. And you know, there's people are teaching lessons all over the place that have no business teaching lessons you know what i mean yeah nobody has gone to the the booze mountaintop yeah that you're gonna encounter at your average bar i mean i just i don't know i said it the other day like everyone's an expert and no one knows what they're talking about you know the the uh yeah i mean like i also i really liked the part about the uh the different different uh species of bartender and <laughs> and ways ways to approach them like you're not you're not asking the guy that that uh is wearing a polyester vest to do anything complicated because he's not up to the task. No, indeed, yeah. yeah. But it's also the guy, the guy with the wax mustache. Like you're just gonna let him. You're you're gonna have to let him be the biggest ego in the room because if you try and if you try and go over the top, it's it's gonna, he's gonna outshine you. It's gonna be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, and that, yeah, I like, uh, I, I was, my idea there was to treat them like they were wildlife like <laughs> you were going to encounter, and so you had to kind of figure out, like, how to observe them, and then how to interact with them, and, right. uh, and again, no one's talking about the important stuff when it comes to drinking. I don't need 17 pumpkin beers. I need to know how to be comfortable in a dive bar, and, you know, yeah. you know, in Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. A, yeah, What, that's what a, can I order that cool. will not raise any eyebrows? <laughs> drinking is cool. And I think, uh, you know, what you were like saying, Chris, like there's something about uh, like when people get crazy nerdy about uh, booze and, and liquor. Mm hmm. I, like I, I think it's it's cool, but you got to get really nerdy. Yeah. Like you got to get like PDT, Jim Meehan, David Wondrich nerdy. <laughs> yeah. You know because they're gonna you're already you're there's no way you're gonna be better than those guys at the esoteric spirits. Right. Uh, Ted Haig, Doctor Cocktail, um, and and they and the history and you know and the lore like they're great about that stuff. So what happens is you get these half baked, half assed kind of like. Oh yeah, I read an article about um, <laughs> yeah. Sazeracs. So it, I'm gonna, you know, and and that just tur <laughs> it just makes you. It's like no, 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 no. Have fun. Like like start from this this place of like drinking is for camaraderie and it's for all this stuff. And so it it makes people act like assholes around it for some yeah. reason. That's exactly well, snobbery. Snobbery is uh, something that should be stamped out in all places and and. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, this book is is great because it really takes the piss out of that shit. I, I um, while well, also you. sort of celebrating it. <laughs> I really quickly just want to demonstrate or give an example rather of like I deal with one particular customer at the bar I work at, and again, I am not a, I'm not a, a mixologist. I am not like I'm a bartender. You know, I can make a handful of drinks, and I I love being social at work. It's like it's a fun job, but. Like when I encounter this, <laughs> there's a few people, but this one in particular, like it does not matter what I do. The drink always comes back, you know? And I know for a fact, uh, like, like I, I mean, I'll hand it to uh, this person and there's always a suggestion on how to make it better. And I am at the what? point, yeah, I'm always, I'm at the point where I'm just like, like something as simple as a pink gin. Okay. Which is like, as far as I know, it's a couple <laughs> of ounces of gin 
uh, Angostura bitters and ice in a rocks glass. That's, you know, that's it. And then it comes back. Like there's, could you put, if it's something like, could you have more ice in it? Could you put more ice in it, please? Or could I get a couple more dashes of bitters? Or, you know, like it does not matter. There's always something, you know, it just drives me crazy. So that kind of level of snobbery, it, I just don't have the time for, you know, it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, then it's just feels like I, whether, whether, I don't know, maybe this person is just like a weird Asbergian, like they can't deal, <laughs> like they just have to have it perfect or something. Yeah. I don't know. But it, it, otherwise, it feels like it's just a power play, and it's about it. Lord using using your knowledge to s- impress other people or make other people feel shitty. Right, and that's oh, I didn't. Can we cur- you yeah, yeah. on this? Yeah, right? fuck yeah. yeah, please yeah, fucking. Right. <laughs> Uh, and to make other people feel <laughs> shitty. And that's like never alcohol, you know, a drinker. And in my book, I, it's a, I define a drinker as a ca- like capital D drinker, like yeah. always uses alcohol for good to, inc- you know, to spread the love, right. like increase the, increase the, increase the good vibes. Like don't, don't use it to make other people feel bad. Well, that's, this is yeah. exactly it. So like in that, in that case, it's like, I approach this person now rather timidly and i don't necessarily approach people that way you know it's like oh what is it going to be this time because i I mean it's going to be something so i I think now i've i've taken on this like persona of like a a, an anxious person when i I mean when i approach her and and uh (laughs) and then it's like okay well now i'm bringing out i'm making the problem you know what i mean i'm sort of encouraging uh, an issue i think you know i start to take that on yeah she's she's got she's got you convinced that you're the problem exactly and but but i I think it's been it's literally been uh, she you know i I stopped bartending for a couple years and i started up again and then i somehow this person has found this bar and and i'm like oh my god are you serious like i thought i shook that person you know (laughs) and uh maybe and uh she's got a secret crush and now i'm secret crush or like a morpheus thing like oh. maybe maybe she's scoping you like for the Russian spies <laughs> or something like you know like no I yeah. like, and she, and once you make a perfect pink gin yeah you're right in. I'm, I'm or maybe or maybe they've brainwashed you and you don't realize that she's your handler <laughs> yeah but she's she's keeping an eye on you for when for when somebody <laughs> says the the phrase that pays and you go uh, jump over the bar and plunge a back of a bar spoon into uh, the prime minister's chest or whatever well if that's the case i got a prime minister to go deal with yeah i yeah. just want it over with he comes into the bar regularly <laughs> yeah, right yeah yeah i don't know how canada works <laughs> yeah it's, that's how it works <laughs> uh well should we get into life events let's do it Life events. I think you guys need a like a like a like a shock jock radio like uh, slammer for that. It's, like life events. Sort of. It's sort of. It's on the We're way. We're working on it's it. Sort of on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Uh, yeah, we we're getting one of the uh, a guy to just run drops. You know the. Uh, the the foghorn is 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 a a late motif in the show, but you know we want the uh, the cowbell and the and the uh, awuga and and <laughs> yeah. the fart the fart yes. um, and we're gonna get yeah. a slight uh, a, a guy whose mentality is somewhat impaired in some way that is going to be like the punching bag character on our show that we send down to uh, send down <laughs> to pass some, out some professionalism stickers, around you know? here yeah 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 I mean. 
it's obviously a formula that works, and we're all about formulas that work. The <laughs> yeah. cocktail show. <laughs> um, well, Chris, what's happened in your in your life this week? Um, I met uh, a good friend's daughter for the first time, and um, she was uh, she's eight years old. And uh, I mean, he is a good friend, uh, and I have never met her, so uh, that's what happened to me this week. Matthew, how about how about you? Uh, I went on a business trip to Madison, Wisconsin this uh, this past week. Oh, snap. nice! Yeah. yeah, Benjamin, how about you? I um, came up with a perfect joke, like a, a perfect <laughs> bon mot to spit at somebody about two minutes after they walked away from me uh, this week, and uh, it's something that is it happens in my life a lot, and I need a cocktail to go with it. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> So Matthew, you're going to be drinking a paper plane. Uh, this All is right. three quarter ounces of bourbon, three quarter ounces of Armaro Nonino, three quarter ounces of Campari, and three quarter ounces of lemon juice. Uh, so I'm going to shake this one with ice and double strain it into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish with a lemon twist. Um, I make a lot of these, and uh, we use Aperol, I think, just to cut the bitter the bitterness down a little so you can substitute yeah i did see that as a as a variation on the recipe mm-hmm. but uh just so, for no, some I'm, reason for some reason i chose yeah, this just, one just just a little why. info for people that want to if they're not uh into campari you you replace the so you take the campari out and put in aperol that's right yeah those drinks seem very similar to me campari yeah. and aperol they're similar well yeah I think the I th- campari is just a little bit more fully fully aggressively in bitter your face. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've never I'd never have tasted them side by side. But it they really like they're both like so red. Yeah. It's so like yeah. it's like come on. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're you're absolutely right. Uh Benjamin, you're gonna be drinking something called a furlong too late. Uh this is two ounces of light <laughs> Speaking rum. Speaking of perfect bon mots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two ounces of light rum, four ounces of ginger beer and a twist uh of a lemon peel. You're going to pour the rum and ginger beer into a highball glass, almost fill with ice, uh, stir well, and garnish with the lemon peel. Simple. How do you feel about me crushing that ice, Chris? I feel just fine. Okay, I'm going to do that because I've been uh, wanting a crushed icy do drink. It. Chris, your drink is going to be the Royal Smile, which is an ounce of gin, uh, three-quarter ounces of Applejack or Calvados, three-quarter ounces of lime juice, and three-quarter ounces of grenadine. Uh, shake... Those with ice vigorously and strain them into a glass and garnish with a lime twist. Sounds delish. Let's go Let's make do them. It. Cheers, gentlemen. Yeah. Cheers. Indeed. Pleasure Indeed. to be drinking with professional drinkers such as yourselves. Yep. Absolutely. The pleasure is mine. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Picked a winner, Benjamin. Yeah? Yep. Uh, I don't know. I think I may be winning. <laughs> <laughs> I say the paper plane is uh, worth anybody's it's, time. It's a great drink, the paper plane, definitely. Uh, anything. I was just I was just saying as, as we were making them that um, uh, Campari drinks or Aperol drinks are cl- uh, just they always they always win to me because Campari is so strong. Right. That you can pretty much throw anything at it, and it'll just take it down a peg. It makes a very compelling want. argument for itself. Yeah. 
So if you like God, the flavor is just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, I'm enjoying mine. I think I, th- I think my drink is basically just a Moscow Mule with the vodka swapped out for rum, if I'm not terribly mistaken. And I it, guess lemon instead of lime as the as the garnish. It's but, uh, certainly the most straightforward drink this week. That's for sure. Yeah, I like it more than I thought I was going it's, to. You know, it's I actually, one of those. I actually could see myself making this all summer long. Yeah, I mean, it's a refresher. It's, it's, is it warm there? No, it's like warm in LA, but maybe not where you it's guys nice. are. It's kind of t-shirty. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's Bay Area, California. It's the same. Yeah. (laughs) So what is that? Like for, for someone who doesn't know. There's, it means there's like any given day, it's going to be 50 to 60 degrees in the morning and 65 to 78 degrees during the day. And then get cool again at night, and there's a ten percent chance of rain. Chance of rain at all oh, times. You guys are so lucky. You're so it's lucky. a goddamn. Pa- it's. I moved out here three years ago. It's a goddamn paradise. Uh, <laughs> it is a goddamn it's, paradise. It's all I want. I was to just do. in Madison, Wisconsin. Yes, it's all you want to do is to live in a paradise. Well, it's to live out there. Yeah, I mean, anywhere from Southern to Northern California, somewhere in there. I didn't understand it. I just thought, like, I was like, yeah, whatever, California. No, everyone, it is a fucking paradise <laughs> yeah. out here. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It's like, it's perfect for the human body. I think that's what it is. I'm never mm. uncomfortable. Yeah, this is... That's wh- amazing. I'm this- never physically uncomfortable in Oakland, California. This, this is where, uh, this is where Paleolithic man did evolve to, uh, <laughs> right. to appreciate temperature. So, makes sense, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, just get back to the roots is what you're saying. Just everyone move out there. Although I did read this week. No, I read a headline. I didn't read the article, which is the way the world works these days. Uh, I read a headline <laughs> that said that California has a year of water left. Yeah, I don't know. One year. T- yeah. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this paradise does not come free. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, there's a price we're, to pay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're fucking us and all of you. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. While you're going to be It'll thirsty. It'll be a, a Mad Max-like wasteland in, uh, in uh, 12 to 18 months, but... Ugh. Let's Man. enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, right, totally. <laughs> Bottoms up, fellas. Uh, Bottoms up. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to need another paper plane. I think I think uh, <laughs> maybe a, an add-on chapter to your book is uh, what to drink at the end of times or how to drink at the end of times. Well, just to oh drink more, God. I think, is basically the answer. So, so smart. So smart. I do have a section in there uh, called drinking and time travel, which <laughs> is what to drink uh, if you find yourself in a time machine and you... Uh, end up in the future. I love it, uh, but I don't talk about uh, the the actual end of times, <laughs> which is upon us, yeah. and which will require the salve, the salve of liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To ease, I think ease our John passing. Hodgman has 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 trod that territory fair, fairly thoroughly. So sure, we're probably yeah. probably safe. Um, well, guys, I was uh, wrapping my film. Uh, I was doing the second to last interview of the whole movie. Uh, which um, and the location of this was the Let's Play Cafe video game and uh, pinball arcade <laughs> in Monroe, Washington. Awesome. Which has come into existence during the course of my filming. One of the main characters of the film kind of took a took a step back from working on the space elevator to turn his uh, unusually large collection of arcade and pinball machines into a a real working cafe. You're saying that's almost uh, like a warehouse type space that he had full of games or something, right? Like, wasn't there like a huge space that he had full of pinball? He, and He had them uh, in shipping containers it, yeah. uh, all over his property. Oh, in, uh, man, <laughs> in I got to get Washington. out there. But uh, so the, the building that he bought to build his arcade is a former rail depot. It's like a huge 
uh, building that used to service rail cars. So it's right on a railroad track and every, you know, 45 minutes we'd have to break from interviews to let like a train with 17, <laughs> 737 fuselages loaded onto it go by. <laughs> wow. And you're just like, what the fuck am I looking at? Planes on trains. The world has come to an end. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, so it's this, it's this rail yard environment just outside the arcade. And, uh, I was, uh, unloading some equipment, um, you know, we had our van full of film equipment and, uh, I'm unloading it and, um, and David, uh, my subject comes out and stands on the back deck of his arcade and he's kind of squinting and I turn around and there's a locomotive that's like parked there with, uh, with this Herzog logo on, on the front of it. It's a Herzog locomotive. And he goes, huh, I've never seen a Herzog out here. And then he walks back inside and... Two minutes later, I realized that what I should have said is, I'm no Herzog, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to learn more about what you think this joke is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Werner Herzog, famous documentary filmmaker. Right, right, right. And, uh, oh, and you so were you making th- like, a, as like though he's I, talking to there's you. There's a. Right, a couple levels. There's a couple levels on this I joke. Because I thought you were making a Werner Herzog joke. If I but, saw this joke in a scene, if somebody directed a, this yeah. scene and put it in a movie, yeah. I would laugh well, and laugh and laugh. I, I actually, when you said that you had a perfect joke, and, I, and I, it, my first thought was like, oh, awesome. I'm going to get to hear Ben retell a scene and then tell a joke. Like, you know, it's like, you know, it kind of loses something in the translation. But I totally get the joke now that you, you, as though he were speaking to you, you know, uh, and he was actually yeah. talking about the truth. Yeah. I realized, I I realized heading this. into this that this is me explaining a joke that you really <laughs> did need to be there to see. Totally. But, I mean, also, I was, you need to be a yeah, first of all, the setting of the joke is a rail yard next to a pinball arcade. Yeah. So already we've yeah. lost a lot. You need, you need to know that Werner Herzog is a filmmaker. You need to know, you need to know that Herzog is a brand of locomotive, apparently. You need to, yeah, and you need to understand that you've been, spent the last year making a documentary. But it, it is this perfect I hope that our listeners know had, that. Yeah. Not only did you have to be there... I think you have to be you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's fair. That's fair. But <laughs> an I'm audience not saying of exactly that that doesn't one. make it a, a not a great joke. Yeah. Uh, I but I I uh, I I love how many pieces yeah. of, of uh, <laughs> things had to uh, come together. It's like an eclipse. Yeah. I I wonder in <laughs> retrospect. I just guzzled my drink yeah. in the time uh, it took to explain that joke. <laughs> oh, you want to take a break and make a new one? Yeah. Yeah. How drunk do you want to this, be by the end yeah. of this show, Chris? Benjamin said that his <laughs> documentary was the wow. perfect time, and his joke was that is an fucking ideal excellent. joke for one person wow. to receive it, which I find to be <laughs> glorious and beautiful, like the stars. Uh, as you guys can Matthew, both see, that I is brought killer. in uh, my good friend Werner Herzog to illustrate that this joke was worth telling. <laughs> that was a killer impersonation. He's the best. He is the best. Yeah, pretty outrageous. Oh, man. Well, I hope to meet that guy one day. Do you like his documentary films? Like, Are you a Herzog fan? I do. I sort of, I feel like they're kind of an acquired taste. Like the first few times I watched a Herzog documentary, 
I, I have a kind of instinctive negative reaction to the filmmaker putting themselves in the movie. And that's oh, yeah. the premise from which he proceeds basically. <laughs> and, uh, but he's such a fucking genius that he gets away with it what's almost the, every single time. What's the cave? With a couple of exceptions. Cave of, for- oh, cave of forgotten dreams. I think. Yeah. 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 Now that one, that one I, he- I went and, Saw in 3D, and it is like the driest, maybe, of his, in my opinion, it's like the driest <laughs> of his documentaries. But uh, even in 3D, it was like, wow, I'm in this fucking cave. And I'm like, it was obviously interesting, but it was uh, like my ears were ringing from, you know, like I was numb. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I don't know, it was so yeah. dry. It was good, but I, I was. I think you're uh, supposed to be fairly uh, altered on psychedelics uh, to, Dude, to fully get out of that movie, I what he's hoping to get out of it. I absolutely agree. The whole time, I, I kind of only half understood <laughs> what was going on because I wished I was high the whole time. <laughs> he, I, I like the idea of being, you don't get a movie because you're distracted by just your desire <laughs> exactly. to be seeing it. It's like, oh, I've totally, yeah. I've totally yeah. wasted yeah. this opportunity. I just couldn't stop repeating it to myself. You're going through all the all of the different ways in which you could have gotten some weed before yeah. you went in. Like, oh Shit. yeah, I could. I, yeah. I know it's like a stoner Larry David. Like a, <laughs> have you? Herzog is one of those people. I have a feeling that he is a teetotaler or like a, does actually doesn't do drugs. Do, I, do you? I, do you guys have? I don't think that, that would surprise no me at all. But I don't. I don't recall ever hearing anything okay. to that effect. Um, like I mean, a lifelong, I, like he, a lifelong, or that he's come through something and now is teetotaler, a teetotaler, like a like one of these weird lifelong people. And he yeah. seems like who are and not that being a teetotaler or is is a weird thing. No, but being a being a teetotaler and being a fucking out there, yeah, yeah. person like yeah, that, totally. yeah, being as being as as uh, as disconnected from. The mainstream as he totally is, is, and uh, tapped into some like yeah. deep vein of yeah. like you know ancient he's he is looking wisdom. at the zeitgeist from a totally different standpoint from the rest of us yeah and i wonder if there are other people like that I, that seems like a special group to me totally. the group of people who are kind of like sound like they're on drugs all the time and yeah. like and seem connected in a way that but have never done drugs yeah or or aren't or don't drink but that's don't just loosen I, up like i think that. that's all that is is like somebody that's attained the level of like thinking that people who get high and uh, like on psychedelics want to be, you know, they, they've just, they've, they're born that way. They don't need the artificial uh, right. substance to, to think that way, you know? Uh, Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. It's just, a, just makes, it just makes personal budgetary sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, well, Chris, uh, what what is the deal with your friend having an eight year old that you never well listen met so before? so the friend in question uh, is a fellow named Sean. He is the brother of friend of the show Scott Anderson, former engineer, oh. and uh, Sean is somebody that lives uh, in the city or on the outskirts of uh, the city here in Toronto, and um, I don't get to see. <laughs> that sounds so. Uh, that sounds so bleak. The outskirts of the city. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, he he uh, is not somebody I get to see all that often, so. Uh, typically when I do, he's either, you know, dropping in, uh, to Scott's place or it's at a function and either I've, cause the kids were, they, they were young, right? So he's got an older daughter that's I think 12 years old who I met at a, as an infant and a one and two year old. Yeah. And then fucking time passes, you know, like the, the four years, you know, the second girl comes along and, um, uh, I said to Scott, oh yeah, I've got to meet, I've got to meet jane and and that just kind of turned into eight years and we were talking about it's like how how did this happen like 
you know, we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about time on this show in the past, and it's literally it just feels like a blink, and then there's this fully formed, well, you know, uh, uh, not fully formed, but like a, a, a f- like fully intelligent little eight year old girl who is he's got a se- she's got a sense of humor. Uh, she was cutting us all up at dinner, you know, like just an absolute like doll, <laughs> and I'm like, how? Did this happen? You know, like it just. Yeah. It, I, it, to me, it was just so. It felt surreal. Uncle Chris has been out of the picture for way yeah. too long. Well, how I, did this happen? Well, Chris, when a man <laughs> loves a woman very much, yeah, uh, they a stork drops a baby down a chimney. <laughs> yeah, Th- that's something I've been meaning to save for a later show, but uh, <laughs> explain that to the Chris. But uh... <laughs> well, I'm glad we got there now. <laughs> not a, not, yeah. So wait, I, you you maybe said this, and I and I just kind of missed this detail. But how often do you see your friend? So I mean, in that eight okay. Years? Look, I mean, so Sean, like Scott, is uh, one of my best friends and has been for a very long time. And and I and, and I consider Sean a good friend in the way that, like, every time we see each other, you know, it's very easy. We have a laugh, and it's you know, it's like you saw him yesterday kind of thing. So he's a good friend in the sense right. that, sure. like, I don't talk to Sean on the phone or anything like that. But we always have a good time catching up and. You know, it's just one of those uh, relationships that's it's an easy relationship, you know. And uh, oh yeah, you need a few dudes in your life like that. Yeah, They're like I'm never gonna call you to go to a movie, but if I see you at a party, I'll talk to you for 38 minutes and have a real nice time doing. <laughs> totally. It. Well, we spent like I mean, uh, it turned it turned into um, I was just gonna drop in when they when they were on their way home to say hello and have a quick catch up, but I ended up we ended up going out for dinner and and spending like a good number of hours together, like the group of us, and uh, yeah. So I, I got to know Jane a little and, and um, you know, and get the sense of who she is and her, her sense of uh, humor. And, you know, for example, like she went to the dollar store and, and like all she could think of was like she went there with the express purpose of buying a whoopee cushion. And then, and then uh, you know, when we were at a, that we were at a dinner, wow. that is that is a young woman after my own heart. We, we were at a dinner and she, she asked her Uncle Scott to take her to the washroom. Like, can you? take me to the washroom and so you know they they leave and as scott gets up she kind of sneaks in and puts the whoopee cushion under his jacket <laughs> and then they go and come back and to, like no none of us knew this was happening i think maybe uh yeah i think one person at the Genius. table yeah Genius. absolutely and and uh so anyway of course like it didn't work out as planned and she had to sort of like you know let on that she was trying to get her uncle in this this uh fart sting you know um anyway it was it's just yeah i i was sitting and just talking to sean saying i don't know you know like i almost like was apologizing up and down for like how did like how did we let this happen like i wish you know i got to check in along the way or like made it a priority or something you know yeah. So, uh, no, those first, I tell you, you, you want to get them when they're at whoopee cushion yeah, humor. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah. that, they're just yeah, boring. Yeah. Right. They don't, they don't you know, even I know. Think, I think you hit this in I, the right stride. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to say that you, that, that this was the right well, time to meet Well, I appreciate I like that. that. Like they, like the personality is just developed enough that you could really like tip it over the edge if yeah. you, if you wanted to become the, the, uh, corrupting, uh, puerile joke influence in, in <laughs> yeah, her life, yeah. but <laughs> uh, uh, but that's really beautiful. I, I I sort of wonder if a whoopee cushion prank has ever fully gone according to plan. Uh, 
once you know, yeah. it's got to be that one time yeah. and then they're like we got to mass produce this <laughs> like it's got to everyone has to have access to this and where it's all like it's like the first time like you do like like cocaine or something and then you're just trying to get back to that first yeah, experience chase, chasing the whoopee yeah dragon. you never if you get it once it is a divine thing yeah. but it never you, I mean, know, the whoopee, yeah. the, you gotta hit that thing the right. whoopee dragon could be something else i don't know the, <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah. yeah. Well, it's the new hashtag for this episode. So just go on, go online and tweet at uh, at us and tell us how much you like it with the hashtag Whoopie Dragon. Whoopie Dragon. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, uh, does I, your drink does your drink suit that? I see. That's the thing. I got to check in and yeah. know because I'm trying to. I'm, you guys got you got like whole you got th- ins and outs. You got lots of things happening. Well, right. These is, drinks are supposed to be paired to this event. It's a pairing for sure. It's true. I mean, I yeah. mean, and and it's and it's somewhat theoretical because Chris did not obviously have his right, drink right. in the moment. So it's for the listeners. Right. They they uh, they might uh, yeah. find themselves in a situation they can call on this drink. Right. Do you think this would be a good drink to yeah, have? Yeah. Let me let me uh, let me meeting, say meeting let me game. say this. Uh, this drink is similar in the way that uh, upon first sip, it's kind of like a, oh man, you know, like this is like I can't believe that this is. Uh, I don't know. It's it's it's. I'm trying to I'm trying to fucking phrase it here that, that would make sense. It's it's kind of at first it's a, a surprise, and then the finish is like, oh yeah, this is something. This totally makes sense. This is a because Calvados and uh, what's the other gin? I mean, it's. Not something that I would think that go together very well, and in the huh. end, uh, it, it it you know with the with the grenadine and the lime, it just comes together and uh, it makes a certain kind of sense. And I think, uh, you know, for me to be surprised by this fully formed little person, I mean, and then knowing her parents, like yeah, of course, like of course she's got this great sense of humor, and you know. So there's the direct relation, I think, and a long, a long road for a shortcut. Well, she's, that's that's really tremendous. She's the Calvados, you're the gin. They don't seem like they're going to mix well, but you <laughs> yeah. throw in the grenadine of whoopee cushions, <laughs> and it comes there we together. Go. That's wow. It, Matthew. Wow, like poetry. It. That's poetry in motion, folks. I tell um, you, this is—I tell you, this drinks writing stuff uh, it doesn't come <laughs> easy. You gotta, you gotta. <laughs> uh, uh, well. Um, uh, Matthew, uh, work travel is something I have a lot of passionate feelings about, <laughs> oh, and I would like to—I would like to weigh it. into this Madison, Wisconsin uh, sojourn with you. Yeah, indeed. For some reason, I have your name written down here as Michael on my notes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's stupid. All right, well, looks like I have to be Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> uh, You're gonna be walking out of here a different man than you went <laughs> when you walked in. <laughs> in more ways than one. Uh, yeah. So tell me, uh, you're in Madison. Uh, how much work travel are you are you doing typically? I don't do much. I don't do much work travel at all. Uh, I used to do a little more. Whatever. Not that interesting because it was a kind of a. I used to. T- I used to um, uh, work from Massachusetts for a company that was based in San Francisco. So I would travel out here for work a lot, but it was about right. coming to the home office. Actual like classic business trip. It's yeah. you and someone from your workplace. From the office. The flight got booked for a weird time. <laughs> Precisely. Precisely. Picking up a Taurus at the, uh, at the uh, car rental place. <laughs> exactly. I thought you meant like Zodiac and, and it's all, and, and it's a place... 
Right, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Picking up a Taurus. Uh, you know, or, you know, or uh, whoever's left. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, baby. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you Pisces, we can make that work. Yeah, exactly. I usually go for a Taurus. But, uh, but uh, what are you, a Yaris? That sounds like a sign. Yeah, we're on special Toyo, dispensation yeah. here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Would you like another drink up to uh, $12? <laughs> which, which is where my uh, per diem. Yeah. Is that per diem? I had a per diem? The accounting department will start to raise eyebrows if it's more. Oh, my gosh. A per I mean, diem, that is that is some serious-ass business travel yeah, right there. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, I work for a software company. They, 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 I don't want to give them a... It, well, they're not going to be a jerk about it. But anything, you know, they kind of be like, you know, try and keep it to this, you sure. know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And I was there. I was traveling with another person, going to Madison. First off, Madison, Wisconsin. Great. Great place. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Love Madison. Yeah, it's it's... For as crunchy a place it is, kind of amazing how football crazed they are. Like it's it's like it's like if suddenly everybody in Berkeley suddenly gave a huge shit about the Raiders or something. Oh, wow, which is uh, Easter East East Bay East yeah. Bay reference, everybody. Yeah, hard hard to wrap your head around. Yeah, yeah. If, try if, to imagine a bunch of people living in perfect weather. Yeah, uh, <laughs> enjoy. You know, I I the the one time I went there on business travel myself and i had a uh uh nice Ma- madison you've been to madison on business travel yeah and uh i had a nice a wow. uh, nice meal in a farm to table restaurant uh with some <laughs> friends and then we hit a bar afterwards and like you know having just consumed a locally raised uh duck breast <laughs> uh it was a real a real you know my ears popped when i walked into the to the uh, cocktail bar, and everybody was raging about something that the Packers had just accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, it's it's a it's it's a it is it's one of those great places. Patton Oswalt has a joke about this. Like, it's one of those great places where it is a place of kind of liberal hipper culture and yeah. and, and and folks and and. Uh, uh, within a general area that is very different than that. And right. that contrast is real. It's, it's just cool. It's yeah. just a cool it, it's place. It's a little bit like Austin in that right. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Austin and uh, like uh, uh, Asheville and North Carolina, like, you know. So, anyway, so, but the thing about business travel, so Madison, Wisconsin is great. Went to a bunch of great bars there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Would you stay in the Crown Plaza by the airport? <laughs> oh, no, no. I was I was on Capitol Square, my oh, friend. Oh, snap. Capitol Square. Stayed at the Concourse. Wow. Which sounds like it's by the airport, but it was, uh, <laughs> uh, I went to, I just, uh, uh, yeah, just a lot of cool, like, cool bars. Drinks were, were cheap there. Also, it's a, it's a drinking town. It's a beer drinking town. I tend to be more of a, a spirits man myself, but. Uh, you know, a lot of just, I like being in a place where you can tell, like everyone's a a little, um, you know, a little doughy, you know, from, from those empty calories. Yeah. Those are my people. (laughs) Yeah. They're, 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 uh, they're putting on a little, uh, winter coat. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it's a big drinking town, which I, I I really like. Uh, I like that town. So anyway, so Madison's a cool place. Uh, but business travel, I was going just for a couple days, but, um, I was remarking on like how, um, I was drawn. I wanted to drink all the time. Yeah. Like, I want as soon as we get to the airport. Because traveling. Because traveling. But also, there was something about, like, biz, like, I'm the business, like, I've I'm, I'm I'm got to do business stuff. Right. i gotta, I got to, like, look like I've been on the road. <laughs> Let's have martinis at lunch. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. So, there was a lot of opportunity to drink. Right. Um, it's it's all over the place. But it's it's also, like, 
uh, I feel like often with business travel, there is so much shit that has to be ticked off the list that enjoying it is almost like you almost like defer the enjoyment part of the travel. And then you're like on the plane and you're like, fuck, I forgot to enjoy myself at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's when, that's when, uh, that's when you order the, you order two double gin tonics. <laughs> yeah. Make up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. What I always, are your I always about order the gin and travel? soda are... on the airplane and they, uh, yeah. they bring the tonic and I go, uh, that would be soda. And they and they always look at me askance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the tra- the plane the plane that's one of those places where drinking on a plane is is something that I very much enjoy doing. Mm. Partially because um, I like being like it being the hard drink. You, you're like one of a few people. Yeah, like there aren't that many people who drink. I mean, you know, if you're going to like Aruba or something, I'm <laughs> right. sure people are drinking, yeah, people but are partying. But I like like I'm talking 10 a.m. Yeah, and like, it, yeah. The I'm, second I'm you take off, it. it's international waters. There's yeah, no yeah. conventions yeah. about like what it. when it's appropriate to drink. Like wheels up, it's five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a place that is very uh, challenging to drink. Yeah. Um, because they don't do much. Right. They and you don't want them. To, you don't want to ask them to do much. But then they also carry some abhorrent things. Right. You know. True. Uh, and so you have to pick it carefully. I would say that yeah, the, the gin and soda is good, but you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have to deal with because they're not used to that. They're not used to anything different. They're used to like I want a beer, I want a gin and tonic, I want a Bloody Mary. That's it. Mm-hmm. Somebody, uh, some cockeyed genius is marketing a <laughs> uh, make your own old fashioned kit uh, that is for taking I, on airplanes. I have it. <laughs> How does that work? It's amazing. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's it totally comes with amazing. a sub three ounce size uh, issue of of bitters and like some what? packets of sugar, I believe. Yeah, it comes in this. It's it's like the most like Etsy fucking thing in the world. <laughs> that's why I that's why I kind of groaned when I heard it. But I mean, if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I I love it. I I just uh, mainly because it is like again, it's part part of this like what we were talking about earlier of people being. Their, their relationship to drinking can often be, you know, a little uh, either snobby or it can be like, oh, have you tried like, oh, the, cr- the newest, craziest Amaro? Like, you know, like <laughs> Sherry's making a big comeback, you know? Yeah, yeah. And all that stuff's like fine and cool, but uh, there isn't a lot that's just like, hey, planes uh, suck. They make, <laughs> you can't have a proper drink. Bring, bring your own bitters and sugar. You can make an old, fa- like an old fashioned is a very simple drink. Uh, you know, and if you just bring the right material, so I, I feel like it, it feels like um like a, a first aid kit to yeah, me. Right, that makes a lot. Of <laughs> like you should just always have. You should just be ready to make an old fashioned at any moment of the day. Yeah, an old fashioned. Yeah, an I old mean, fashioned on a plane is of a bygone era, like suits on a plane. Right, it's probably. It, oh, such a good. Season. It also puts you in the romance of plane travel. Yeah, yeah. I thought very, uh, very strongly about wearing a suit on my last airplane trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not really sure what put me off of it. Maybe it was just like real slushy outside in New York, and I didn't want to. Uh, so you wore your your. I didn't did to... you wear your juicy couture track pants instead? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know me very well, yeah, Chris. Sure, very well indeed. <laughs> how do you think the uh, How do you think the paper plane um, pairs with with business travel? Well, this is an interesting one because business travel is a drinking event, right? Or, ca- or can be um, in, in, in its in some... best incarnation. Precisely. Yeah. In in some ways, it's a terrible pairing <laughs> because it is. Uh, it's very. Um, it's it's very. It's it's just got a lot of like. It's you. You could only probably get this at a fancy cocktail bar. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not going to. Uh, 
you're you're gonna stump a hotel bar if you try totally, and pull this totally. one off. Yeah, and like you know, and yeah, and like uh, Wisconsin Sizzlers, you know, in the in the airport, like is not gonna be able to make this drink. Yeah, the uh, the uh, waitress at the Buffalo Wild Wings is yeah. not gonna go back to the hotel room with you if you try. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you try and order order this, yeah, 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 yeah. She's on. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, but it, what I would say. Uh, be, business travel is a whole. You know, in a lot of ways, it's it's it can be fun to present. Like it was like, oh, I'm gonna like go to the airport bar and do all this stuff. But really, it's just like then I had to go to dinner with my you know boss yeah. and all this stuff. And, <laughs> and it's just a lot. You're just working all the time. Even when you're having fun, you're like you're having FaceTime right. <laughs> or whatever with other people. You're speaking like and so FaceTime, like the old school FaceTime. The old, right. exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, uh, just for just Apple for the young branded. kids that are listening, it's not the Apple brand. <laughs> that's right, that's right. You know, you gotta go and you gotta have you gotta have Snapchats and you gotta have uh, and you gotta you gotta meerkat, uh, you know, all that stuff. And I'm talking the old school versions. Yeah. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. <laughs> so what I would say about this drink is it is a great uh, antidote to the kind of uh, shit show that is business travel. Where you may might be drinking a lot, but you're drinking at airport bars, so you're gonna get charged like fifteen dollars for a shitty martini, yeah, right? Um, that is that was, always gonna be dirty for some reason, like air, air massive bite. chunks of ice floating oh, in the top. Okay. And you're yeah. like, did you strain this, or did you just like hold your fingers against the top of the, the shaker <laughs> right, right, as you right, poured? Right. <laughs> totally, totally. And were you shaking it that hard that you snapped the yeah. ice into these like humongous chunks? Like, and by dirty, I didn't mean served in a dirty glass. You set up a bit. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So, I so this drink is a drink. I would come home and I would say like I am home i can cleanse myself of this business travel with yeah. the bitter uh uh bitter bath of mm, the yep. paper plane oh and it's called a paper plane that's why you named it that's uh oh, <laughs> I, I just got that <laughs> amazing you just got it. So, that's great so, some, sometimes this show is just about making the easiest word riff you can possibly uh, that's, make that's my mo that is my mo every fucking well, week that's how <laughs> every i do it time, uh-oh yeah, uh, the code has yeah. been cracked. Uh, podcast <laughs> must it. be shut down. <laughs> yeah. We finally, well, finally have, let our I, little secret out. I have to say that um, the jealousy I experienced while you both discussed your uh, uh, shared experience of um, of business travel is only matched by my former uh, jealousy uh, of the creme de banane shots that were happening. <laughs> I just feel so distant from you guys. I don't even. Yeah. I don't know what to do about it. I got to get a job in a. In a, with a company that's going to send me somewhere, I guess. Yeah, maybe Hiram Walker going out and repping creme de banane for uh, <laughs> right. all the fern bars out there. <laughs> Sounds perfect. Killing two oh, birds with one imagine? stone. Can you imagine being a rep for yeah. creme I'm, de banana? I'm, I'm the brand ambassador for creme de banane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, people think that creme de banana is just one thing, and I'm here to tell you, you can do a lot of interesting things with this drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like yes, what? it does taste like a a stick of Laffy Taffy, but <laughs> <laughs> there are at least three tiki drinks that call for this. So. <laughs> I was just thinking about the fact that there is a market for that. Like it's pretty normal to see on the shelf in a liquor store. There's so many delicious things that are hard to find, and the fucking neon yellow creme de banana is. Ubiquitous, amazing, amazing that that's got a uh, a large following. 
I did a piece once for um, about uh, like those sh- like just those sugary, insane uh, like it's usually <laughs> vodka Pucker. nowadays. So Pucker's a good one. Like yeah. Yeah. they have they have Swedish. It's hard to say Swedish <laughs> fish. Vodka. Uh. They have pumpkin pie. Oh yeah. Like it really is Oh yeah, yeah. The um the like pinnacle uh exactly. whipped cream or when birthday you, like, cake flavored when you move beyond the uh, traditional, like, and not traditional in any way, uh, flavored vodkas of like your blackberries or your like currants and your vanillas and your cherries into pl- things like banana cream pie vodka and whatever the fuck, you know, it, you have really, you've really jumped yeah. the shark. And I don't Go know. stick a muddler up your ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is, I mean, literally, like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't Like, know. I don't, like, who, <laughs> like, what, like, something is seriously wrong in your life. Yeah. Like, if it's this like, is, is like, I, I don't mean to be judgmental, but something, if you are drinking this stuff, you have a, that's really wrong. <laughs> We've Shit. done hundreds of cocktails on this show, and I would say a good 80% of them are delicious. So, why do we need to invent these new insane flavors yeah. when, like, we're still working through, like... We've made a point of trying new cocktails every week. Most people haven't, and, and I mean vodka, and, vodka and we is, haven't even cr- like scratched the surface, you know. Vodka is something that I mean they have to add these flavors because generally speaking, it's flavorless. I mean, especially in a cocktail. So uh, I think we've avoided cocktail for or uh, vodka for the most part in the cocktails that we choose on yeah, this show. Like we've only it had a handful. Come up very often on this. No, show. that's true. Uh, and you know when we're uh, personally when I'm looking for a drink to to assign you I whenever I see vodka it's it becomes like a backup and then you know if it's a flavored vodka it just goes straight into the I file it under G it, yeah you know it, it tends to be a red flag although yeah. I will say that there are flavored vodkas out there that I really like uh, the Hanger One line uh, that that shit you can pretty much drink on ice and it's delicious um, yeah so. Chris, do, do you in your behind the bar? Do you are you ever asked to make anything with like these these really sh- sugary? Oh like, yeah, yeah, like candy the, flavored yeah. alcohols. Definitely get asked for you know flavored vodka drinks or or yeah you know drinks that when I hear the name I know that they're not like either a classic cocktail or you know we have like a limited number of cocktails that we make you know it's it's pretty much just classic so. Uh, you know, when we, and the location of this bar is such that we get people from a part of town that that's what they order when they go to the club, <laughs> you oh, know, dear. and so we get a bit of spillover, like, and, uh, and that's fine. It's just, you know, when, when they ask me with a straight face. You're just face, not that kind of bar. You're just yeah. not that kind of bar. Yeah, that's right. It, we're just, and it's like, sorry, we can't do that. But I mean, when people ask with a straight face for a, I don't fucking know, like, a slippery nipple or, you know, like when... Flirtini. A flirtini or, yeah, like you get these flavored martinis and again, it's yeah. it's their thing. It's what they want to do. Like, that's fine. But I just, I um, I don't know. I guess I, I think it's funny when people uh, ask for these kind of drinks with a straight face. I don't know. These people, I think it's safe to say, suck at drinking. <laughs> I yes. would say that I would say that they um, might be the worst <laughs> because they are trying. They're they're trying really hard at it, 
and, and just missing and, the mark. Yeah, oh but the thing God, is, that's is it. it. Like yeah. they have what it they have what it takes. They have the spirit of adventure. They want to try something new. Like oh, this sounds fun. Yeah. You know, it's like yep. like you know you can you can. They have, maybe... the, they have the spirit of adventure, but the the palate of a three year old. Yeah. True. Uh, they um, just want, they want their fucking pie in their drink. You know, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I keep those yeah, things separate. Like, exactly. Being, drinking is one of the, one of the few pleasures that you have in adulthood, you know, as your body falls apart and yep. as yep. you have to like pay a mortgage, like it's hard. Drinking is one of those like things. It's like, sort of like, okay, your life is going to probably be disappointing and challenging <laughs> and you're going to have some good moments. So you're going to, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to be a lot, but Hey, here's booze. And yeah. it's sort of like, this is what you get. So it's one of those things that it's a, it, it's an adult, um, benefit. Sure. So don't make it a taste like something that you drank when you were four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Or I don't know, or yeah. eight, you know, let's do eight yeah. and, and into whoopee cushions. But I just right. want to remember the good times. <laughs> uh, if you guys hear if you guys hear the sound of a, a, a UK police uh, siren, um, it's not actually that. It's a fucking howling basset hound upstairs that just moved in. So uh, it oh, howls. It's not the, it's not the uh, uh, drive time zoo crew doing their radio show upstairs. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, but it sounds a lot like one. Chris, we have some listener requests. We have I, a lot of them. That we do. Well, we did. I was have... I was really hassling people on Twitter right before we sat down to record this, and we got I think we got three. So. Oh no, no, we got many. They're still coming in. Actually, they they're they... they're flooding in. Well, yeah. we got three that we actually got drinks together for. Yeah, and um, for Put whatever reason, whatever reason, there's a theme this week, and it was a very natural theme. Um, the theme of the listener <laughs> request this uh, this week is recovery. Um, yeah. So, um, not, first not like from alcoholism, by the way. No, various, various kinds of recovery. So, uh, no, from alcohol related accidents. <laughs> Stay tuned and find out. Well, Sarah Morrison writes in and says, I've been sick for two weeks. Like everyone in this city, uh, I think that's Toronto. Yeah. Um, I think how- the theme of this episode is the apocalypse. Like everything <laughs> is just like edge of the city. I'm, everyone in this city is sick. <laughs> it's it's right. by a trail yard. One year yeah. left of water. Uh, okay. She's about- been sick. Sorry, Sarah. Sarah's been sick, everybody. She needs some get well cocktails. All right. What do we got for, for Sarah Morrison? Uh, a good friend, Sarah Morrison, at cute top, under, cute underscore top uh, on Twitter. Um, for you. Let me borrow that top. For you, this week we have something See, called... that was a perfect Bon Mott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, St. Saint Br- uh, Saint Bruno's Cure. It's an ounce of gin, uh, an ounce of yellow chartreuse, two dashes of Angostura bitters, four ounces of apple cider, uh, one ounce of fresh lemon juice, uh, half ounce of honey, six black peppercorns, and an apple slice. This is an involved drink. I don't know if you can tell. There's a lot, a lot of ingredients here, yeah. but it sounds healthy. Yeah. And it's so, got a lot of healthy things in it. It sounds healthy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. So you're going to combine the gin, chartreuse, and bitters in a warm mug. Bring the apple cider, lemon juice, honey, and peppercorns to a boil in a small saucepan, stirring to dissolve the honey, uh, and then mm. strain the mixture into the mug. Garnish with the apple slice. Wow. Yep. I think that is, uh, it's, I don't know, it's going to make you forget about your cold, I think. I'm going to have that the second I get back to uh, Fringed Brooklyn. Yeah. Guys, Uh, I I drink when I'm sick. 
Yeah, I still I can't stop. Like it, I, there are maybe a one one pathogens. Day, it's uh, but like it yeah. yeah it feels it feels right. So it's I, an antibiotic. I, yeah. uh, Emma at MZ London, one of our beloved uh, fans, writes: How about a drink to follow surgery to remove two lumps from my scalp? This is an actual thing that happened yesterday. What? Yeah. Well, here's what we're. This is going back to what we're talking about. The, uh, the easiest the easiest out. You're going to be drinking a melon daiquiri. Uh, two ounces of sake, uh, three quarter ounces, or th- sorry, three quarters of a cup of chopped yellow. Is it sir melon? Yep. There you go. You got it. The delayed reaction. I don't know if that's Skype or just uh, the, the delayed reaction to your brain. No, I just it took me. It was a slow burn for me. You know, I'm, then, not, I'm not. I a didn't smart get man. it. I didn't get it until until uh, Chris. I mean, until Ben uh, said it. Uh, so three quarters of a cup of chopped yellow and honeydew melon, two ounces of simple syrup, uh, an ounce of fresh lime juice. And uh, melon balls for garnish. I'm going to say get two of them in there um, appropriately. Uh, blend all the ingredients with a handful of ice and serve in a large goblet and garnish with the melon balls. That sounds fucking delicious. Delish. Wow. That's, I've never had anything like that, but it sounds great and I want to try it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Whitney Reynolds at Whitney Arner, A-R-N-E-R, uh, says, how about a, I just f- finished filing for bankruptcy cocktail. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, um, this one's a little tongue-in-cheek. Um, uh, so this was created by a guy named Eddie Wojek, or Woke, uh, for a bar called the Whalen Bar in New York, uh, 1936. So it's, uh, I guess, a classic-ish. Um, it's a Madison Avenue cocktail. Uh, it's an ounce and a half of white rum, three-quarter ounces of Cointreau, half ounce of fresh lime juice, a dash of orange bitters, three mint leaves, and a sprig of fresh mint for the garnish, uh, and a lime slice for garnish. Uh, shake all ingredients except for the garnish with ice and strain into a rocks glass with ice. Uh, garnish uh, with the mint sprig and lime slice. Wow, that sounds really good. Uh, so yeah, I if, hope you, if you, you have the cash to yeah, buy all those, yeah, yeah. yeah hopefully, sorry, hopefully, that's a horrible thing. I'm so sorry. Hopefully, the bank for this hasn't person. seized the. <laughs> the uh, I know ingredients. I feel house. terrible for that person. It's a horrible thing. Yeah, yeah. that's no fun. Well, um, I mean, again, it's uh, end of times, so uh, I know. Yeah. Get the money together, or you know, uh, borrow it if you can, and uh, ease the ease the transition into yikes bankruptcy. I think either yeah. of those three things would would definitely either of those three drinks would help an apocalypse go totally down much yeah. easier, much yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah. You you want to uh, you want to uh, you want to enjoy yourself when uh, when the end of days is nigh. You know, ease out those lows. Matthew, it's been uh, an absolute hoot having you on the show. Um, oh, where can people find you mine. on the internet? Uh, let's see. They can. Uh, the The book has a website. Okay. Um, that I created for it. Good job. The book didn't make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, and it's not a person. It turns out. Yeah, it turns out that book, books don't do anything for you. You have to do everything. You have to write them. Jeez. Um, Get it together, books. <laughs> Get it together, books. Welcome to our new show. Get it together, books. Uh, and uh, so it has a, a website uh, that has a delightful URL. You know how they opened up the all those like all dot the whatever top like, level domains. Yeah. yeah. So I got uh, drinker dot pro. Nice. That was pretty excited about. That's <laughs> great. So drinker dot pro that has all the information about the book. Uh, it also has information about a show that I have uh, coming up with friend of the show uh, Scott Simpson. Yeah, yes, our sir. beloved uh, beloved past guest Scott Simpson. That's yeah. uh, that's something that anybody in the San Francisco Bay Area is going to want to. Uh, Run, not walk to go see. I think definitely. I would, I would think so. Definitely. I would think so. Yeah, it's um, gonna be a 
Do uh, do you use the tweeter at all? I do. I do sort of. Okay. Well, I've really, dro- I've can, really dropped off. I how can, well, that's a great way to promote a book. How can people follow you? I know it's so true. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe if I if I have give have a reason, uh, I can uh, be found at. It's such an annoying one. I apologize already. <laughs> at right because that's the thing. Yeah. Matt M A T T Lat. L-A-T, and then Matt, again, M-A-T-T. <laughs> That's the greatest. I had an email address early on when I was a, I was a Mac, I had a Mac.com sure. email address, and I was uh, uh, Matt at Mac.com, mostly because I found that to be hilarious it to is. say when people would ask me, what's your email address? Yeah. It is Turns hilarious. Turns out, it's funny once. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, you're just like, it's like Comcast being like, yeah. all right, what's the email address we send the thing to? I'm like, okay, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I still have the uh, yeah, like the the Mac.com address that I made when I was fifteen linked to all my like <laughs> computer support things yeah, and like exactly. trying to explain it to the the people on the uh, other end of the line is always just, What is it? Yeah. Uh, it's uh what's well, axolotl at Mac.com. <laughs> oh, man, I've the, never asked the L's about that. are replaced with ones oh. and an axolotl is a type of salamander from Mexico that I was really interested in when I was a teenager. Man, <laughs> so that comes in that comes in every so often. Like I don't know, sometimes when you message me, I get it from that address for some reason. Like if you're yeah, texting sure. me and uh I have never asked. I don't know why. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why is this? And now, I don't know why you didn't tell me that the first time. Like, by the way, this means this. Like, the first time you ever messaged me, I would love to have known that. Anyway, now I do. Well, I didn't, I didn't know it was coming from that, but uh, now That's I know. Amazing. Now you know. Um, Matthew, did you um, say when the book is out? Is it out? It's not out yet, is it? It's not out yet. comes out, uh, I'm not sure when this uh, will, will drop as it were, but uh, it comes out April 7th. Yeah, uh, so coming right up. Um, 2018. Can people pre-order it on Amazon? They can. They can pre-order it, and it's already on sale. All right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love how, I don't what? know how Matt, Amazon works, yeah. but it's, I think it's a $15 retail. It's like twelve fifty-six on Amazon right now. Right on. We'll, we'll, um, we will have a link to that on our website for sure. Oh, excellent. Um, excellent stuff. Uh, you can uh, follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R A H R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It and go to our website, let's drink about that it for all of the recipes from today's show and a link to the book, which uh, we command you to buy. And uh, we're on Tumblr and all the other different websites that there are that humans can make pages on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should thank uh, Paul Watling and Graham Clark for Clark. the art Graham, and music respectively. Graham Walsh. Graham Walsh, not Graham Clark. Excuse me. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I'm a little bit drunk with my drink. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Graham Clark hasn't done shit for us, uh, has he? Oh, now, come on. <laughs> That's uh, called a hurt song, he, everybody. Hey. <laughs> He's too busy being successful. Come on. Um, yeah, fair enough. But thank you very much, Matthew. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a, a true delight and uh, delight and was mine. Best was... of luck with the book. Um, you're gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. <laughs> well, thank you guys, and thanks for the thanks for the drink. Yeah, uh, later, potato. Don't choke on your own. Oh wait, coke. and uh, we'll be back next week with more life events and more drinks to go with them. I should always I should I should say that. Yeah, you, yeah. Whatever order, whatever, whatever you want to, what order you want to create, that's fine.
anybody listening to it on high fidelity headphones was probably a little irritated. <laughs> yeah. Um, 